the Citizen's Guide to the Supernormal. And now for a segment we like to call A Nine-Year-Old Explains a Bullshit Pseudoscience. Cryptozoology. It's crap science that only neckbeards and lonely weirdos believe in. Cryptozoology believers will tell you that mountain gorillas were a myth until they were first sighted by Westerners in 1902. What they won't tell you is that nothing useful has ever come out of pretending mermaids are real. I'm nine and I know that's dumb. It's never yetis! Aha! Excellent. All right, well, I would say that was a very successful first segment. For those of you who don't know, that is my uh, that is my war baby. That is my first child. Um, we will not say her name, but uh, I think she I think she nailed pseudoscience. I think she nailed cryptozoology. What do you guys think? I, I was with her until like that last part there. <laughs> I'm, it's never Yetis, so I'm I, on I totally was, on board. You could see totally the family resemblance with the never Yetis line. It's, yeah, but she, she's way better at pronouncing her R's than you are. Well, that's because her mother is a little bit more refined than I am. That is definitely not true. <laughs> <laughs> we are talking about we are talking about your wife, right? <laughs> I don't think they developed a Boston accent until they get a actually no, that's not true. The middle one the middle one's got a raging accent. Nice. He sounds like he's he sounds like he's in a Ben Affleck movie all the time. He sounds like he's Jeremy Renner. We're going to put that over here. Yeah. All right. So, um, well, welcome back to the Citizen's Guide to the Supernormal. This is a podcast dedicated to the weird, unexplained, and all things sticky, stupid, and uncomfortable. Like using your sock when the public restroom runs out of toilet paper. <sighs> My name is Saj. With me, as always, is Maynard. And joining us again tonight is our dedicated producer, Jordan. Yo. He is eating pork rinds, and they taste like sad rice cakes. Am I kind of like the engineer now since I'm like operating this thing? Or Yeah, just if you could do me a favor and put away the train whistle because it's not oh. that kind of engineer. Oh, I just, sorry. Makes me nervous. Okay, um, we're all on Twitter. I'm at Bastard Prophet. Maynard is at Maynard Rules and Jordan is at CG Super Jordan. You can follow the show at C underscore G underscore Supernormal. And if you would like to contact the show for um, whatever reason, uh, sometimes we're just lonely. Uh, you can email us at citizensguidepodcast at gmail.com. We're hosted by Branded Sports, thebrandedsports.com, where you can get exclusive Citizens Guide t-shirts. They're only $20, and profits go to support the show. In addition, it's actually a pretty fucking good website. They, uh, they've got some great writing on there and some amazing takes on um, the sports, which is not something I'm good at in any way whatsoever. Um, let's see what else. Has anyone ever actually emailed us at that address? Uh, we get tons of emails from different porn sites. Oh. Uh, and I would like to say my bad. Sorry, guys. Are they, uh, is, I bet you somebody's offering you Viagra, too. I've gotten a number of offers for Viagra. And, and your stock portfolio must be amazing. It's it's pretty good. It's pretty good. I got a lot of penny stocks, but I feel like they're going to pay off eventually. I feel like if you throw enough shit against the wall, eventually some of it will stick. Nice, nice. Okay, um, back to the show. Finally, if you like this episode, please give us a review on iTunes so that everyone else knows that this podcast is amazing. And if you really like the show, you can go visit us at patreon.com slash Destroyer, And um, 
by the time this episode comes out, we'll probably have some new tiers out there. So maybe it'll entice you to spend a little money on me. Uh, so we can buy tears more stuff. Isn't like the stuff that comes out of your eyes or levels, tears. <laughs> well, I mean, I cry all the time, but that's mostly because um, my to date my biggest life accomplishment is a podcast. But um, no, tears is in levels. So um, we we are gonna probably put one in between the the ten and twenty five dollar range or something. So I don't it's know. Like the stuffing in the Oreo. Yeah, we're gonna make it a little sticky. Anyway, now that that's out of the way, let's get to the point. Buckle up, gang. Saj, as a story. In our last episode, we made fun of Bridgewater State University, which is, to be honest, actually an all right school. We talked about weird roads and learned all about puckwudgies. It was an amazing night capped off with a power surge caused by none other than them goddamn puckwudgie motherfuckers. Or, you know, maybe electricity. Dude, anyway, stop it. <laughs> <laughs> T- time out. <clears throat> time out. Uh, I feel that we would be remiss if I didn't share this with you. So I was doing the research for this. Um, do you do that with your right or your left hand? You wish. Sometimes. <laughs> Stand by me. Excellent quote. Sometimes you guys want to see you know, a dead body. You want to <laughs> shake hands with the strangers. So you know it's always a surprise. Anyway, um, I was doing research for this uh, at an undisclosed location. Because uh, I don't want to get fired from my job. <laughs> and uh, Starbucks. Yeah, right, right. Um, no, so um, I was I was doing research for this, and during some of the research, I found a documentary in the Bridgewater Triangle. Sure as shit, during the documentary, they were talking about the same type of stuff we were talking about. And during the documentary, there was a power outage. And I didn't think about it until after we stopped recording four weeks ago, or whatever it was when we recorded that. Yeah, so um could it could it possibly be that um I it was mean, just a shitty documentary made about really a great shitty place in Massachusetts and they just didn't charge their batteries? I mean, they claim that they had put in fresh batteries. Whatever. The whole point is is that they're filming in the dark in uh the Bridgewater Triangle. They're talking about the wampum belt, they're talking about the Native Americans and, you know, theories as to why all this bad shit happens in the Hockamock Swamp. And wouldn't you know it, the power goes out twice on the guys. So I just thought it was kind of a fun coincidence. That is really, that's actually, like, I'm, I'm normally a smartass, but I'm going to say that's a pretty funny coincidence. I like that. It is. Okay. Puckwudgie. Um, Puckwudgie. Puckwudgie. Is it like Candyman? Yeah. Google yeah, but you didn't spin Beetlejuice? Around. Is it like Beetlejuice? <clears throat> Puckwudgie, Puckwudgie, Puckwudgie. It's showtime. Wait, how many How many times did we say? Did we say it eight now at I this don't point? Know. Nine oh. times, maybe. You're stand, you got to stand on one foot. You got to say wampum belt. Do I have to pull my dick out? I wish you would put it away. It's yeah, kind of disturbing yeah, at this point. Well, you know, oh, it's, it's like four degrees out. Perhaps. By the way, while we're at it, um, just so everyone who's listening knows, my nine-year-old daughter went upstairs after she recorded her segment, so um, uh, she's not going to be here for all the parts where we swear at you. Um, <laughs> I'm glad we you just always talk about Sarge's penis. She's a very smart child, and uh, she really does not like pseudoscience. Man, you should get talking to her about Santa Claus. She's got some theories. Anyway, um, so it was amazing. Night capped off with a power surge. That was probably caused by electricity, but it's fun to think that maybe some little weird Celtic elf wearing a Native American headdress, cultural appropriation, uh, messed with our electricity. Anyway, we're not done yet. Tonight's episode, we're covering Jordan's favorite topic, Bailey J's immense penis. Sorry, wrong notes. I apologize. That's Tonight we're talking. <laughs> pretty sure, pretty sure, Sarge. 
Billy Jason's penis is on your bucket list, not mine. I do want to see it in person. I just want to know that it's real. That is not how you described it to it's us. It looked you, like God you handcrafted You said it. you want to see Bailey J swing in a helicopter. I do. I don't want to touch it. I don't want to put it in my mouth. I just want to see it happen in real time. Wait, you don't You don't want to, right? I don't want to touch it, no. Oh, oh, oh. you said that really fast, so. No, I definitely don't <laughs> want to touch it. I'm actually, frankly, intimidated by it. And now... Bailey J's Google searches just fucking skyrocketed. I'm going to go ahead and say that. That's you're Googling it right now. I you... can see your phone. <laughs> I can see your phone. It's not, you're right next to me. You're anyway. On the, you're on the train. Don't do it. <laughs> all right. Tonight we're talking about aliens, cryptids, and yetis. In all things hairier than a Greek barbershop. In the occult. In the occult. So, without further ado, Jordan, take it away. <clears throat> You figure I'd be better prepared for this. We're going to start off with, with the the cryptozoology because... Uh, <laughs> you mean that thing that my daughter disproved in four minutes? Yeah, yeah. I mean, neckbeards abound, man. Um, and I'll tell you, there, in doing some of the, the, the research for this, there, there are some definite neckbeards uh, who've opened up fucking museums to, to cryptozoology. So, a um, little bit about the Bridgewater Triangle. The name actually comes from a man uh, who coined the phrase the Bridgewater Triangle. His name is Lauren Coleman. Lauren, maybe? Lauren Coleman. He uh, published a book in 1980 called The Mysterious America, in which he, he uh, originally talked about the Bridgewater Triangle. When he first was doing his research for Bridgewater, there's three Bridgewaters. There's East Bridgewater, West Bridgewater, and Bridgewater proper. Uh, so there's a small triangle in Bridgewater, and uh, the bigger Bridgewater triangle goes from Abington to Rehoboth to Freetown, like we've talked about. So anyway, uh, this guy had nothing better to do with his time, so he's opened up the a cryptozoology museum and is the curator, owner, operator, and the only person who goes there. Um, Sounds like fun. Yeah. Uh, so the Hockamock Swamp is actually a huge focus for cryptozoologists because it's been the epicenter uh, of many a search party and many a uh, of sighting of rare things like Bigfoots, ape-like bipeds. Ta- time out, time out. Bigfoots or big feet? Bigfoots? This is, is like that whole foots? moose, moose. But th- th- that's the thing, though, is the plural of foot is feet. So <laughs> why would it be Bigfoots? Because Bigfoot is its name. Is it just a bigger foot, though? No. Okay. Big big feet would be multiple feet, but you're talking about the whole being whose name is Bigfoot, so Bigfoots. You know what they say about big feet? Big shoes. Big socks. Big penises. Son of a bitch. I wonder if Bailey J's got big feet. We were... I was trying to avoid the big penis. (laughs) That's what she said. That's what I said, actually. Actually, I don't think she said that at all. Sometimes she says that. <laughs> Sometimes. Um, just to make me feel better, I think. Anyway, uh, so anyway, reports of Bigfoots, footses. Uh, Big feet tie. Ape-like bipeds. <laughs> Thunderbirds. I'm going to every time that comes up, I'm just going to go, Thunderbirds. Snakes the size of stovepipes, giant cats, and red-eyed dogs. Thunderbirds. 
Um, our raptors, much like the pterodactyl, <laughs> they uh, they have up to a twenty foot wingspan, large talons, and huge beaks. Do, do they have large talons? <laughs> Thunderbirds. Large talons. Um, the most famous Thunderbird sighting was in 1971 at a place called Bird Hill. Uh, a Norton police sergeant, now retired, Thomas Downey, claims to have seen a bird with a 12-foot wingspan that stood maybe about six feet tall. Six A six-foot-tall bird? With a 12-foot wingspan, yeah. So wow. it was Larry Bird. Son of a bitch, it fits. Wow. Right? Right? Anyway, so he's a Norton police officer. He saw this in the town of Mansfield, just outside the Bridgewater Triangle, but just close enough to make me think that Thunderbirds, Thunderbirds. I'm gonna stop doing the bell. That's gonna annoy the fuck out of everybody. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Thunderbirds are uh, a thing. Wait, the so, Norton Mansfield line is right where like Great Woods is, or whatever the yeah, whatever it's yeah, called right. now. So, I, I think they were just tripping balls at a concert. He could. Well, he's a cop though. What's I your mean, point? Yeah. Back in the <laughs> '70s, you're probably right. <laughs> but uh, so so the whole Thunderbird thing is interesting because. Uh, there have been several reported sightings of these raptor-like creatures uh, through the Hockamock Swamp, um, as far as south as the Freetown Lakeville Forest, um, and then now as far west as, as the Mansfield-Norton line. Clever girl. Um, <laughs> it's, it's, it's so true. Um I'll be honest, I've never seen a fucking giant bird in that area. I just... I've seen a giant bird. The years I went to school in Bridgewater, never once did I see the giant bird there. You know where I saw that giant bird? Where'd you see the giant bird? Fucking Boston Garden, 1989. (laughs) No, we're not talking about Larry Bird. All right. That glorious blonde motherfucker. Moving on to the Mansfield Mystery Cat, seen in 1993. You guys heard about the Mansfield Mystery Cat? We were all like... Mansfield Mystery Cat? (laughs) What? That sounds like a band. The Mansfield Mystery Cat. It was dubbed the Mansfield Mystery it's Cat. It's like an Elton John cover band. Hey, this is Mansfield Mystery Cat, and we're going to rock your socks off. I think I saw them in Providence. Mansfield so in 1993, <laughs> there was a large... They were regulars at the channel. ...feline yeah. on the loose. Large feline? Yeah, what did you want? A big pussy. Did you oh, want... no, the Kleenexes. No, we were talking about a large feline. Listen, if you're going to make it sticky, I don't want it anywhere near me. I only do that when you guys leave. Right where you're sitting, actually. There is a lot of lotion on this table. Anyway, uh, so the Mansfield... I like to to change up the scents. Yuck. The Mansfield Mystery Cat was seen in 1993. It's a large tan cat resembling resembling a mountain lion, but the size of a black panther. Seen in the eastern Mansfield area. One more question. I'm sorry. Did the person who made these claims work at a zoo? I'm about to fucking blow your mind. Oh. Uh, the, The only reason I ask is because... It would probably take some kind of person with expertise to know the difference between um, a mountain lion and a panther. So there were several, because yeah, this was, was very specific. But th- there was several uh, reports of this, and they actually called in real zoologists to try and track down this cat. And wouldn't you know, in May of 1993, a headless carcass of an African serval was found near the eastern Raynham town line. No trauma to the animal. Suggesting it had not been killed by humans. But African servals are small. No, it's they're like thirty-five pounds. Like they're they're, they're smaller cats. than a mountain lion, though. So, 
And a panther. I mean, the, the, we're talking, you know, panthers are like Something 90 pounds. Something took the head off of the servo, like another animal. Like, that's the whole thing about this. So the, the, the headless. So, the, so that thing is not, na- that servile is not native to the area. Mm-mm, no, servals and servals are not, no. It could have been like an exotic pet from a rich person, though. Right, which very well could have been the Mansfield Mystery Cat. Also an exotic pet, like a lynx, maybe. But the, the thing that that blows my mind, if serval, like you were saying, is thirty five pounds, so it's a fairly big cat. It's a the the, the, the average size, yeah. Certainly pounds. bigger than your normal house cat. What the fuck took its head off? That's that's the whole point. Yeah, yeah. That this mystery dimension. just goes real deep because I'm thinking to myself, like, okay, so the African serval could have been the fucking man's like, mystery cat, but then I'm like, wait a minute, it's time mystery catception. <laughs> <laughs> it's a cat within a cat. I hung um, out in that area in the mid nineties. You know what Damn. bothers me the most about this is that they didn't find the head. Yeah, I want to know what happened to it. Anyway, um, I, I don't think they would have done a wide search for a cat head though. So, well, I mean, they were searching far and wide for the cat itself. So they find the servo and they're like, "Well, something took this fucking thing's head off." But uh, problem solved. A- anyway. Um, this story is my favorite of all the cryptozoology stories that I've come across. So in 1976, Philip Kane, an Abington resident, claims to have seen a large pony-sized black and gray dog with glowing red eyes kill two horses by biting out their throats. Kane attempted to shoot the dog, but it fled into the forest and disappeared from sight. Yikes. Whoa. You said it was a dog? Pony-sized, pony-sized dog. dog. Would you rather fight one pony-sized dog <laughs> or ten dog-sized ponies? Ten dog-sized ponies immediately. Because they're not as agile as a dog, so you could kick a pony over, and it would have a hard time getting up. Yeah, but if that pony can, if two of those ponies connect with you, you're cut, you're dead. But if you break its leg, you got to shoot it, right? That's a horse. Yeah. No, ponies well, are uh, ponies are just small horses. No, so no, I don't think the rules like apply right there, though. So the, if, if you the, break its leg, you're done. Like time out, I got to shoot it. The question is. One pony-sized dog, or ten dog-sized ponies. I think I take still my chances dog-sized with a pony-sized ponies. dog and yeah. just run. Dog-sized ponies, it'd be easy. I really think you could beat them up. I say when this episode drops, we do a Twitter poll. Yeah. Anyway, we have to. so um, this was this was again widely sought after. This dog, uh, unable to be found, but there were sure as shit two dead horses with chunks missing out of their throats. Um, That's fucking nuts to me. Yeah, right? But, again, this fucking dog has never this pony-sized fucking dog. I feel so dumb saying pony-sized dog. (laughs) (laughs) Right? It doesn't feel right coming off the tongue. No, that's what she said. Anyway, um... Well, don't gargle it, Susan. Just swallow. Jesus Christ. So, uh, yeah, so... The... They searched the area... Couldn't find this pony-sized dog in the woods. It was they, hard to find pony-sized dog. They was chalked it, just it an up aggressive to something pony? else. Maybe it was the Mansfield Mystery Cat, but just prior to nineteen. Do you have any? So what, I'm sorry. What year was this? Seventy-six. And what are the details on the guy? Because it was 1976, so like people weren't morons then, and he, he was wasn't possessed average, by witches. What What was his he situation? Was just your average homeowner, horse owner. Living at the woods of Abington, man. Like living, he back, his house backed up to the woods. I've been to Abington. Those people aren't right. Do you know that Abington? <laughs> the, <laughs> just did we already cover this? That I Abington, dated a girl from Abington. She had she had things going on. 
Abington is the land of many beavers. Did we cover this last episode? Yeah, it was. Uh, what was the name though? Mad- Mataskeeket or something like that. I thought it was. I thought it was. Ho- no, Hakamak is the is the evil one. Yeah, the place where spirits dwell. Habamak is the. the it was a word that spirit. sounded like a sexual term, and then it turned out to be the land of many beavers. It was Mataskeeket. Oh yeah, that's right. Skeet, skeet, skeet. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, continue. Um, all right, and now we're gonna move on to Big Feet. Big Foots. Big Foots. I think Yeti. Big Foots is actually the correct term. Sas Sasquatch. Saskatoons. Nope. Nope. That's Canada. Oh, gotcha. Sasquatch. So, uh, two of these happened in '70, and the other one happened in '78. Um, so Bigfoot, 1970. A coalition of local police, with the aid of hunting dogs, were tracking what they thought was a huge bear uh, through the the Hockamock Swamp area. The reports of the bear often involved it walking upright, running on both its hind legs, and then with the aid of its front legs. There was even a report of an officer sitting in his cruiser. The officer claims the Bigfoot came up, picked up the back of his cruiser off the ground, and lifted it into the air. Bigfoot lifted his cruiser into the air. Yeah. I believe it. Of course you do. Of course Yeti's you do. Yeti's, I mean, Bigfoot's cousins are very, Yeti's cousins are very strong. First all right, you know all, what? Hold on. Let's Before this turns into a fucking shit show, let's take a break, and then we'll come back to it. So you two can argue off the air so our fans don't have to listen to it. Okay. It's never Yeti's. Okay. 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 Just sometimes it's, it's Yeti's. Except, take a break. It's a bear. Except for They said it was a bear. Okay. Do you need a t-shirt but don't want to look like a fucking donkey? Do you want your mug to tell you to fuck yourself every morning? Well, stop shopping at fucking Kohl's, you dildo. Go to facultees.com. These shirts are comfortable. The designs are awesome, and the customer service is pretty amazing. And I gotta tell you, the prices are great for what you're getting. I own a few of these amazing shirts, but Death Unicorn is definitely my favorite, and the favorite of this crazy special forces guy that I made friends with. And he's probably killed people. Anyway, up your game. Buy a shirt. And at checkout, enter the code SAGE15 to save 15%. The website is F-A-R-K-L-E-T-E-E-S dot com. So up your game. And look better than your shitbag fucking neighbors. Okay, so, um, after that intense argument about um, Yeti's not being real, take it away, Jordan. I can't even, my throat hurts from Yelling so loud. Well, well, I mean, you were also practicing your Phil Anselmo Cemetery Gates scream. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I can't do that like I used to. 1970 was the year. Bigfoot picked up a police cruiser with his bare, meaty fur hands. There's no ben- actual fur on the inside of the hands, just so you know. They're not real, so it's okay. <laughs> uh, it was a huge bear. This is what this I mean, and I have this in it's quote unquote. They reported as a huge bear. There's actually fucking articles about this police search with the dogs and the, looking for a huge bear. It was a huge bear, not a yeti. Eh. And the guy was probably sleeping in his cruiser, probably backed into something. Whoa, whoa! What makes you think he was sleeping in his cruiser besides the pillow? And- Parks their cruiser in the middle of a swamp. Police officers when they just need, like, a break? That's brazen, bringing the pillow. Anyway, well, he did infuse it with lavender. Another, b- 
another Bigfoot sighting in the winter of 1970. Carlston Wood and his friends playing in the swamp, going as far as they could in the slush and snow and swampy type swamp weather. And then somebody lets out a blood-curdling scream. The others look up and they met the gaze of a large, hairy man. Was it a fisher cat? Oh, you said a large, hairy man? Yeah. Bert Krushner? What year was this? 1970. Oh, cool. It wasn't me. Oh. Charles Bronson? So uh, everyone ran out of the woods without looking back, and they uh, reconvened on the bus on Monday. Everybody confirmed that they all saw the same thing. A large man covered in hair stood about seven feet tall, they thought. Andre the Giant. And it's still something they talk about to this day, he and his friends who all had this shared experience with the Bigfoot. The big, f- the big feet. Big, big. Um, <laughs> again, could have been a guy in a ghillie suit. There was a lot of hunting that happened in the swamp. Uh, I, I, nobody wears a ghillie suit when they hunt, though, dude. They might wear camouflage, but you're not going to wear a ghillie suit unless you're like hunting this, other you know, people. Listen, so, here's here's the thing. It's the '70s. I don't know what was going on back then, but a lot of hair. It was the '70s. I've seen '70s porn. There was a lot of hair. Yeah, well, I mean, isn't that exclusively what you watch? It's, it's the storylines are just better. <laughs> and the music. <laughs> the music is amazing. Um, Debbie Does Dallas is still one of my all-time favorites. Is it sad that Debbie didn't actually do Dallas, though? She really didn't. She really just kind of did her, like, small Texas town. Uh, spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> For those who haven't seen. If I'm just saying, the car wash now, scene mean... is probably my favorite. Anyway... Joseph DeAndre. Now, this guy, he is a guy. He and his buddy Wayne. Joe this, and Wayne. This is So, Joseph DeAndre, he is like the pioneer of some really shitty woodsy clubs <laughs> that, that ended up going and doing hunting expeditions for Big Feet. That sounds like that part of Massachusetts, to be honest. This guy it has is a, a little squatchy down there. This guy has an awesome lisp. <laughs> We're gonna go hunt, you guys. We're gonna go find Bigfoot. Me and th- me suffering thuckatash. out there. Me and this guy Wayne. He's also like he's got like the pencil mustache. Like, oh like, my god, yeah, he's he's, uh, he's my new favorite. He Can actually, we get him on the show? He's he, from Massachusetts. He wears a safari hat, but like one side of we it's need pinned to, up. We need to get him on the oh, show. Man. So anyway, Jordan, um, you've got connections out in that shitty part of the state. Go call him up. He's like the dude from One Crazy Summer. He actually does. He does, <laughs> <laughs> he does do interviews, but I videos. think if he were to hear yep. this episode, he'd probably not be happy that I said he had like shitty clubs. He's got a nonsense belief system, so it's kind of his own fault. He's sort of asking for. Oh, wait, it. this guy might like really be listening to the show. He um, no, I mean like if even my nine-year-old well, thinks what he believes is stupid. Anyway, so Joseph DeAndre, uh, they she literally just learned to wipe her ass like five years ago. He and his friend Wayne. We're out in the woods uh, in, in Bridgewater by the clay banks. These are two ponds if you've not been out there. And he looked all the way across the pond, and apparently with his phenomenal eyesight from hundreds of yards away, he could see a Sasquatch. Hello. Hey, what's going on? Do you guys have filet of fish So what's really interesting about this Sasquatch story is he he and Wayne were out on the recommendation of a friend of theirs who's this guy who's half Indian, he says. Uh, 
and he's sitting there at the clay banks, and he hears a voice. And Joseph doesn't hear just hear voices all the time. But this voice said, Joseph, look up. And he said, I don't really want to look up. And he said, Joseph, look up. Was this like a real conversation? This is, this is how he explains it. So this is how I'm explaining it. So he looks up, and across the banks, hundreds of yards away, a Sasquatch. Yes. Okay. And he says, Wayne, you got to look at this. Yes, you There's do, a Wayne. Squatch. <laughs> Did it say Squatch? And Wayne goes, "What? No, no, and I'm serious. Are you paraphrasing?" The and they could not see the Bigfoot slash Sasquatch slash Yeti anymore. Oh. Okay, <clears throat> so, so it's like um, a ghost Sasquatch. I'm actually going to say something that's very out of character for me. There's a belief system that Bigfoots, feats, big fizzles, Yetis. And all other manner of skunk ape are actually creatures from another dimension. So when you try to take a picture of them, that's why the pictures are so blurry. Um, it's kind of like when the hoax. it's kind of like when the president yeah. tries to tell people um, that he didn't break the law, even though he definitely did, and then everybody makes whoa, excuses whoa. for it. There's no proof, man. Did or they... okay, Mana, just get the fuck out of my house. <laughs> or right, I'm just putting... <laughs> look. Just because everyone around him is getting arrested doesn't mean he had. He didn't know. Look, all I'm trying to say is, no. All I'm trying to say is, all these people who are like, "Oh, I no, I totally support." And, and this isn't a political show. This is gonna be the last thing I say about it. But everybody's like, "Oh, I totally support the president." I'm like, "Okay, give me a life savings. Have him invest your life savings." Hey, yeah. so I'm not. I'm just. Oh hell no! <laughs> right. We were, we were talking about this at work the other night, which is why I have a picture of Sarah Huckabee Sanders and <laughs> and it's Slimer from Ghostbusters on my t- timeline. For Twitter, it's hard to make eye contact with it because you never know where that other eye's going. You also never know when she's going to stuff a shitload of hot dogs down her throat like Slimer did. <laughs> anyway, uh, <laughs> she's just a reprehensible human being. So we were talking about this at work the other day, and the best way I could describe the president's cabinet is like that game. Guess who? Because I keep flipping people down as they get picked off. <laughs> and one day I'm going to get to the president. He's just going to be sitting up on my tile, and I'm going to go. Is. I'm going to go, does your guy have fake red hair and a fake orange tan? Ah, yeah, I win the game. I got it. (laughs) Does your guy have a weird preternatural addiction to his own daughter? (laughs) (laughs) All right, so back to Joseph DeAndrade. He, uh, by the time he grabbed the camera, because he realized what he was looking at and he zoomed in, the the creature disappeared. So this leads Joseph DeAndrade to start a failed group. Now, Joseph DeAndrade has a rifle because somebody thought that was a good idea. So he takes rifles and cameras out into the woods. I'm not comfortable with anyone from Massachusetts having a rifle. He takes rifles and cameras out <laughs> to the woods. Jordan's a gun owner. Several times uh, with very little success. His membership dwindles. Uh, he still keeps up whatever. And I forget the name of the group because it was not important to me. Look, all I know is you used to wrap grapes and pepperoni and hey, make me eat them. <laughs> <laughs> That was a delicious snack. Thank you very much. So I just don't trust you with a gun. You're, that's all. You know what the problem is? Is you also enjoy grapes and pepperoni. Yeah, but I don't own any guns. I know my limits. <laughs> all right. I'm kidding. So, He's a very safe gun owner, I'm sure. So anyway. They're uh, lying all over his house, fully loaded. His nine-year-old filled strip one. I, I don't have a <laughs> Anyway, continue. Anyway, I'm sorry. So uh, he, his first group failed, so he 
did what any smart individual do, would do, and he created a second group to which he maintains this day with newsletters and fun scavenger hunts that turn up nothing. Um, Can't wait. Can you sign up for one of these? Yeah, you could absolutely sign up. For oh, my God. New right. Patreon goal. We're going squatch hunting. <laughs> Fans, everyone who is listening to the show right now, look, I don't care if you love us or you fucking hate us. Put some money in the pot so that we can go squatch hunting with this fucking weirdo with the pencil mustache. Yes, yeah, seriously, this is a, this is an unexpected development. We could actually do this. In part of our recording equipment that we purchased, we have a mobile recorder. We have to go squatch hunting. Please, fucking God, donate to the show. I don't care how much it costs. We gotta go. Find out how much it costs, Jordan. All right, I'll look into it. Yes. We're gonna announce it next show how much it costs so we that can means get. I have to talk to this guy. Well, yeah, just tell him a citizen's guide to the supernormal, but like spell it wrong so we can't find the show. <laughs> All right. So uh, the last story I'm going to talk about is the guy who may have come into a puckwudgie or a mini squatch. He came inside the puckwudgie. He came upon. Okay. Well, that's different. Here we go. You said came into a puckwudgie. He. You, you know, like, you know, you, you come into stum- money. Last time I came into anything, a baby fell out. <laughs> I'm hungry. I would really, I I would love it if the microphone picked that up. All of a sudden, you just heard this creaky door oh, it go. Did Rrr. I heard it? Did that's why we all stopped. We have headphones on. I, I did not. I I had lunch. Sarge's stomach it. just. I ate one meal today because I was busy at work. Sarge's stomach sounds like a haunted house. <laughs> <laughs> like. Like uh, Vincent Price is going to give a voiceover and Michael Jackson's going to have weird eyes. All of a sudden I heard... Anyway, uh, We've so... We've been sitting here for an hour and a half. Why have you not eaten anything? Um, Because we're recording a James show. James Russo right from Raynham was walking his dog one night, probably after he left the bar. Uh, that's the best I can come up with. He uh, was going on a path that he had not been around, uh, walking under some telephone lines... And some power lines, because why wouldn't you? And uh, into the light of a streetlight area thing, there comes a, a creature. It's a short, four foot tall creature covered in hair with uh, what? Rhea he, Perlman. It was Rhea originally Perlman. Originally thought was a, was a child. Turned out to, to be Rhea after Perlman. He talked to him a little bit older. And it said, uh, it said to him, this is how he explains it We want to. We want to. Mir, Mir, we want to. To which he thinks this thing was beckoning him because it was waving his hand at him, saying, We want you, come here. Uh, was it just a little people gangbang going on? And, this and maybe they just needed like a taller I mean, guy? I mean, he's covered in fur, head to toe, big round pot belly, the way he describes it. Anyway, so it was a, he was attacked by an Ewok. He was sexually think, assaulted by an Ewok. Some people think this guy may have found a puckwudgie. Other people think that this was a different creature. Uh, James Russo tells his story. You can find it. He is very okay with it. And he also wears a fedora with a leopard skin print around it. I'm not quite sure what to believe on this guy. Anyway, that's that for cryptozoology. Uh, That was because it was the most interesting stuff. But uh, again, the stories that I've heard in Lauren Coleman... Claims that this is very, very Bigfooty. These, these stories, the, the the huge bear that he chases, uh, that walks on all fours or on its hind legs, because bears apparently don't do that. 
Okay. No, that, <laughs> I mean, we've all been to Clark's Trading Post in New Hampshire. Yes. They walk on their fucking hind legs. So, uh, anyway. Smack you around. This brings us to UFOs. Oh, don't say that. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. It's from another show. UFOs? <laughs> yeah, unidentified flying objects. Okay, so before we continue, I just want to clarify one more time. A UFO is an unidentified flying object. In no way does that mean it's an alien spacecraft. No, okay? that, could, that could be like a bright rock. Exactly. I just said unidentified flying object. Yeah. I did not say unidentified flying alien. No, no, no. I'm not talking about you, dude. I'm just saying we're, we're clarifying for the listening audience, UFOs are not necessarily alien spacecraft. Sometimes they just might be um, Maynard and I got drunk and shot a G.I. Joe guy into the sky. It's unidentified to my neighbor, which is why he called the police. Swamp gas. Anyway, the first one that I want to talk about is 1908 because it's a fun story. All the way back to 1908 on Halloween Eve, two undertakers in a carriage ride described a lantern-like object floating high above them in the sky would glow brighter and dimmer and then disappeared. I um I I call dibs on the moon theory. What, when maybe was they just maybe they were just looking at the moon. 1908. That was the same year as the uh Tung Saka event in uh in Russia where the giant thing exploded and like, you know, that the whole woods get flattened and stuff. Would you have would you be able to see that in America in like the Bridgewater Triangle? No, but I just found it interesting that that was the same year. So 1908 Something happens in... When did it happen in Russia? Uh, I, I think it was... Why don't you look uh, it, it up it and get... June, June 30th. Okay, so it happened months before. Okay. Well, I don't know if there was like weird... Yeah, I just... I don't know. I don't know much about 1908, but I remembered that that happened. So I figured it was weird enough to bring up. That's all. Yeah, no, I mean... It's probably a coincidence. Probably. Like the lights it, going on last episode. Is. <laughs> uh, so 1908... Uh, yeah, the two undertakers saw what they described as a giant floating lantern in the sky above them. Um, it's kind of a fun story because it's two undertakers on Halloween Eve taking a carriage ride. I mean, honestly, that's pretty fucking awesome. It's just a fun story. Yeah. Um, and then uh, I'm going to jump ahead like 103 years to 2011. Wow. Derek Holt captures... Is, is Derek Holt related to Brock Holt? Because if he is, he immediately has credibility. Brockstar. Brockstar. I'll have to get back to you on that. Derek Holt captures footage in Raynham of a UFO and then a second light guiding this this UFO to its its location. He has footage. It's really, really squiggly and far away. So it's not real then. But it was just a Randolph movie theater. Yeah, it was just the spotlights in front of Randolph Movie Theater. We all know. Um, so he was in Raynham. He uh, was. It was pitch black. I mean, there's literally nothing around where he is because um, I've seen the footage, and I'll show it to you guys. And uh, all of a sudden, there's like this br- bright green glow out of it. Um, oh, all right, not the movie theater. And then at one point, um, it looks like you know wings on it kind of glow as well uh, off to the sides of the the so like. There's running lights almost that like kick the in. Batwing, um, but it's in the air floating, and he has this camera, and I mean the camera work gets a little wiggly, but 
the idea is there, and you can kind of see what he's what he's getting at. So is, it, is this on is this on YouTube where you can find this? Or? I have the clip. I'll show you, out, but oh. I might try and find it and see if I can link it to the episode. Oh. Um, but this takes me to the biggest UFO sighting. In this, so in the seventies, there were a myriad of UFO sightings between seventy and seventy eight, uh, seventy nine. There were. Uh, Tons of reported UFO sightings in the area of Raynham in the, the Bridgewater State, uh, the Bridgewater Triangle. The Raynham Tauntaun. But area. the most... <laughs> Tauntaun. Tauntaun. In weather like this, you don't leave without a lightsaber and a Tauntaun. No. Um, I thought they smelled bad on the outside. Uh, so, this was a major sighting, 1979, uh, and it included two... Uh, media personalities. We have uh, Steve Sprasia and Jerry Lopes from the uh, from WHDH oh. actually spotted this together. Wow. Um, this was actually published in a newspaper. There are so many reports of this that the newspaper actually hired an artist to do a graphic rendering. And when Steve Sprasia and Jerry Lopes had seen the graphic rendering, it was exactly how they remembered it. Um, Steve Sprasia actually has a model built up of it because he talks about it now. Uh, Jerry Lopes talks about it. Um, he's actually interviewed in the Bridgewater Triangle. Can we get Center. either one of these guys to do like a special segment on the show? We might be able to. They, they just reach out to him. Reach out to him. Be like, look, we can't pay you, but we'll buy you booze. We'll get him fucking That's drunk definitely and then we'll be tell Steve He looks like somebody okay, who would let's work do for it. booze. Let's do it. Reach um, out. Hey, hey, hey. You can't say that if you're going to like <laughs> <laughs> get the guy. Look, I'm not making any judgments. That was all the producer. <laughs> Be better at your fucking job, you. Researcher. I'm the one I, who's supposed to insult people. By the way, any of us would work for booze, so it's not really an insult. That's a hundred percent a fact. So, um, if you want me to come to your house, pay for my airfare and booze, and I'll, I'm at your house and I'll sit in your lap. So upwards of thirty people have reported the exact same thing. It looked uh, it was a giant bright light that looked like it was attached to something that looked like home plate. If you're ever a baseball fan, uh, came to a point. And then, uh, oh, or a pentagon for those of you that don't know baseball but know shapes. Yeah, but it was. Yeah, right. <laughs> no, no, like, I'm not being a smartass. I'm just right. saying. But it was like an it. elongated, like it wasn't like a pentagon, like like the pentagon, like you see, like the five even sides. There was like a point, and then the base. The base was elongated. The base was okay. Yeah, like okay. And then I get what you're saying. Cuts off. So anyway, um, the interesting thing about this story is that there's so many. People saw the same thing, and they all reported the exact same sight of this home plate-looking thing uh, flying in the the air with this giant light beaming out of it. Um, It kind of blew my mind, and local papers covered this as a as a thing. Like this was like a this is very well documented as a UFO sighting in in the Raynham area, Um, and to have two media personalities from the time actually come out and openly talk about it, I think is kind of cool. Um, yeah, it is. You don't see that a lot. They don't. They have no idea what it is. They Nobody wants to speculate, really. But um, to this day, if you go down to like, the Rainham area and you talk to like local police in the area and you say, hey, I'm looking to kind of find UFOs, they will actually sometimes even guide you uh, to... Areas where people claim to have seen UFOs. I have an idea. Citizen's Guide to the Supernormal takes a field trip to the Bridgewater Triangle. Yeah, I, I mean... I wish the TB hospital was still there. 
I don't. Yeah. Don't Future know. episode, we are going to go to the Bridgewater Triangle and we're going to record audio in a car staring at the woods, I guess. Do you guys want to drive through like we can we can We'll we can, live we'll live we'll record the whole thing. We'll, we'll do go it to live. Like, let's go to like Dighton Rock. So here's what we got to do. We got to get Time out. Let's go to a break. We'll okay, we'll go this. to a break. We'll talk about it and then we'll come back with an idea. All right, let's go to break. Let's do our final break and then we'll be back. This episode has been brought to you by www.thebrandedsports.com. Go to brandedsports.com. Check out all the stuff they got. They're a pretty fucking awesome website because they're sponsoring this fucking podcast. I apologize for all the swears, but if you're from New England, you'll understand. Thank you, and have a wonderful fucking evening. Okay, so, uh, welcome back uh, after that break. Hope you, you uh, had a good pee. If not, I hope you listen to our commercial, because that guy should get some money. Anyway, long story short, um, we have decided that we are going to make a Patreon tier where if you give us some money, we're going to go to the fucking Bridgewater Triangle, and we're going to record um, from the Bridgewater Triangle. We're just going to record, like, a you know, two an hour or two of fucking content and post it on the website. Whoa. Hour or two. <clears throat> well, probably closer to an hour because we're um, we have terrible attention spans. Um, but yeah, we're gonna record from the Bridgewater Triangle. We're gonna record anything we might see late at late at night, of course. Wait, wait, um, wait! I thought we were going during the day. Where no, we? no, we're gonna do it at night. We're gonna bring a nope. camera. No, nope, I'm out. Okay, nope. well, you're a coward. Jordan, you in? Late at night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we we did the fucking scary boat thing, remember? It was nothing. <laughs> what? what did you do? We did a ghost hunt. Before I went to Iraq, my mom bought us a ghost hunt on the USS <laughs> Salem in Quincy, Mass. I can categorically say it's not haunted, but it is full of idiots. I mean... Jordan says yes. Okay, so we're going to do this. We're going to go late at night to the Bridgewater Triangle. Why does Maynard get to <clears throat> bug out of this? He's going to. He doesn't. He doesn't know it yet. Once I give him a couple of whippets, he's going to do whatever we say anyway. We're doing this. We're going to get in my fucking SUV. We're going to drive out there. We're going to sit in front of the Bridgewater Triangle with a video camera. You know this is not like a small triangle. Like The Bridgewater Triangle is fucking We'll just find the spot that we think is most haunted. I don't know. We'll fucking figure it out. But we're doing this. Donate to the Patreon so we can afford our fucking camera. The quicker we get the camera, the quicker we're doing this. Well, now we need like a night vision camera if we do. If we're going that route. I don't even care. Give us five bucks. If everybody who listens to this show gave us five bucks, we'd have ten bucks. <laughs> That's a lot of bucks. <laughs> anyway, no, thanks, no, no. Seriously, though. Too. We're fucking doing this. It's going to happen. It's going to be hilarious. All right, so, Jordan, continue. All right, so uh, just a quick recap. We did the cryptozoology dummies. We did UFOs. Uh, during the, the break, I showed some footage to the guys here with me. Um, we uh, can confirm we saw the footage, and it was a terrible YouTube video that looked like a newscast. It was a... Uh, uh, excuse me. Oh, yeah, just yawn in everyone's ear. Now everybody that. in the fucking audience is going to yawn. Way to go. You just created an epidemic. Alexa. Subscribe to Citizen's Guide to the <laughs> Supernormal. <laughs> All right. Uh, so anyway, uh, now we're going to get to the occult. Um, the Bridgewater Triangle is uh, obviously got some pretty fucked up things that it's we've a, talked I mean, about that triangle, happened here. So that's not natural. And the the uh, 
Alan Elves was a detective for the Freetown Lakeville Police Department. Um, anyway, Alan Elves talks about the soul of the triangle. Um, he talks about the soul of the triangle. Yeah, he he is he a big crystal guy? He spent many a night. Goes <clears throat> to a lot of chiropractors, does he? Patrolling the Freetown Lakeville State Forest. He will tell you to this day from the, I mean the guy seen some pretty fucked up shit. We'll get into it. Um, to this day, he cannot go into the state forest at night and not feel uneasy. Um, it's just, uh, I, I can understand because some of the shit that I've seen that I've just from the documentary that I watched and some of the research and it's pretty fucked up stuff. Well, <clears throat> I don't want to, um, well, I want to, what I want to say is sometimes our minds play tricks on us though. When I was a little boy, I grew up in an old Victorian house with you, Jordan. And I remember in our apartment having to go downstairs in the middle of the night to get like a glass of water or to use the bathroom or whatever. And I was always terrified to go downstairs. And uh, years later, when our parents moved into the the bigger part of the house and, and my wife and I moved into the apartment, uh, it wasn't scary anymore. And the reason why is because I was, I was an adult. So I guess what I'm trying to say is, does... His perception of what the Bridgewater Triangle is color his perception of what it's what it actually is capable of. And I'm not trying to like I'm not trying to discredit. I'm just saying like I'm playing. I, I don't want to say even playing devil's advocate, but I'm just trying to say like think about it from an outside perspective. Is it scary because of the reputation of the Bridgewater Triangle, or is it scary because something scary happened there? You remember when we used to go to Camp Yago back in the day down in Rhode Island? Yeah. And that whole section near that cabin, yeah, right. which had no fucking... Everybody told us this ghost story about an entire troop of, of uh, Boy Scouts that died there. <clears throat> and we always believed that, yeah, it was haunted. And then we found out that there was no merit to that story with her. It never happened. Somebody dies at every camp. Exactly, exactly. What I'm trying to say is, like, did his mind create this phenomena, or is it a real phenomena? So, I would, I would say that some of this is probably PTSD. Uh, because there are things that this guy's seen that I can't imagine ever wanting to walk upon. Oh, is he a veteran? Is he a or like a first responder? Is like he, a, he was a he was a lieutenant in the the police department. In, okay, so he's seen Freetown. some terrible shit. Yeah, yeah. Well, in, in okay. the Freetown Lakeville State Forest was given to him to patrol. Um, so during the time that he was uh, a police officer, seventies, eighties, nineties, there was. A, Several reports of satanic cults operating in the forest. You said seventies, eighties, and nineties. Yep. So right in the height, the height of the satanic panic, which we covered in another episode, right? Yeah. Um, and, I, and again, I'm not trying to discredit right. anything. I'm just saying, you know, that that was a phenomenon that happened. Everything I'm about to talk about is is first of all, everything I'm about to talk about is a easily verifiable. Um, but b everything I'm about to talk about is kind of touchy for some people. Some people are going to, we're going to talk about murder, um, sexual Okay, abuse. so trigger warning, there's a little bit of sexual assault here in this section, and some murder, and some terrible things. Lots of terrible things, and cruelty to animals. Fortify yourselves now if you don't want to listen, I don't blame you. Um, so, Alan Alves is charged with investigating 
satanic cults operating in the area of the Lakeville State Forest. Um, this area of Lakeville, down through Fall River, over by the Lizzie Borden House. The Lizzie Borden House, some people... <clears throat> you said it wrong, it's Fall River. Some people claim River. that the River. Lizzie Borden incident occurred because of its proximity to the Freetown Lakeville State Forest. And those people are fucking dickheads. Triangle. Um, apparently her house is haunted. Again, nonsense. So, I don't know, you guys all know the nursery rhyme, I'm assuming, but Lizzie Borden. Lizzie Borden had an axe. She gave her mother 40 wax, and after she saw what she had done, she gave her father 41, right? Something like that. Yeah. Well, it, it, you know, mother, father, it's interchangeable. Right. So, uh, she killed her parents with an axe, basically. Well, is... that, that's the speculation, but honestly, there's literally no evidence that well, says right. she actually did yeah, that. Yeah, one of the stories is that uh, there was a housekeeper uh, who was hired, I guess, like an indentured servant. Anyway, whatever. We're getting way off topic now. Uh, well, not really, because when you talk about it, like, people are attributing Lizzie Borden to this, and as we've talked about in a number of episodes now, the absence of fact creates speculation. Just like the mother of invention is a uh, necessity, right? Sure. So, uh, necessity is the mother of invention. Yeah, so necessity is the so, mother anyway, of um, invention, and uh, the unknown is a mother of speculation. I don't think that it's unreasonable to suggest that Lizzie Borden probably didn't kill her parents based on the evidence that's available. All right. This is a different topic. <clears throat> no, no, no. I'm just, oh, I guess what I, what, I, what I am trying to say is there's a lot of legend built around this, and this show that we've put together is about kind of picking on legends and saying, hey, you know, maybe there's other factors that are involved here. So to suggest, even if Lizzie Borden did kill her parents, which is entirely possible, I'm not going to blame it on a section of land. Sure. That's silly. So, um, the occult. You go through the Freetown Lakeville State Forest. Um, hunters go through there. Uh, you find... Pent- what do they hunt out that way, pentagrams? by the way? And I'm not... Again, I'm, I'm actually legitimately curious. Is, is it um, uh, like deer hunting, turkey? Fowl. Okay, so uh, black birds Fowl, and deer. Shit. Okay. I mean, you can, just whatever you can hunt. You can, you woodland, can hunt a lot there. Woodland creatures. Okay. Um, so a satanic cult was actually operating in the Freetown Lakeville State Forest. What's the name of the cult? I didn't. Honestly, didn't write it down because was this was this the um, the freeway uh, the the ninety five killer I think it was or four ninety five killer that no they... this is a this is the it's a cult out of Fall River yeah yeah and he he killed prostitutes Carl right Drew yeah. yeah yeah he was a pimp um, he yes did it in in coordination with Robin Murphy I don't know who, what you was seventeen about at me. the time <laughs> all right all right um, yeah so Carl Drew worked with Robin Murphy she was like seventeen at the time. Um, she was tried differently, um, got a way lesser charge than Carl Drew did. Well, anyway, yeah, this is the guy who created the cults, right? So, yeah. Took him out in so, the woods and killed, and killed so the woman? this is exactly it. Okay. So, um, he killed two prostitutes, um, Dorian Levesque and Barbara Raposa. Um, their skulls were found crushed. They were bound, uh, evidence of sexual assault. It was pretty... Ugh. And they were found uh, not four ninety five. It was ninety five, right? Uh, no, it was it was, it was or was it twenty four? It was uh, four ninety five area, I believe. Because the only reason I, I I'm making anyway, a big one, deal out of this is because that's how he's known. Is like it's like the twenty four killer, was, the four ninety five. One of them was found behind the stands of a high school football field. Um, fucking animal. 
Yeah, it's so anyway, um, the cult actually did a lot of this cult that he started or was a part of uh, did a lot of rituals in the the forest, uh, mostly regarding cruelty to animals. Um, a lot of what was done in the forest is attributed to him, but not all of it could actually be them. Maybe there was a separate cult. And the reason that people think there was this different cult is because there was actually two different sites in the in the forest. One was actually an underground bunker um, that was stumbled upon that had some pretty disturbing shit. Was in it, it like a um, was it like a nineteen forties like a No, this was like uh, somebody hollowed out the ground. So it wasn't it wasn't a I guess what I'm trying to say it wasn't like the Masonic Temple in Quincy that had like the, no, 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 the this nuclear was not bunker. Like a, okay. This is not this was like a Okay. Somebody put like logs in as steps down into this this hole dug into the ground. Um and they actually have, have again there's pictures of it but then there's also this hut found in the forest um that was built it's kind of like ramshackle but a hunter found it. Um the hut no longer stands the foundation is still there. The bunker has been caved in, but again, still, uh, the remnants are still there. Um, so the the satanic cult, there are pentacles, pentagrams, um, found in the forest on painted on rocks, um, made out of sticks, uh, placed there with animal carcasses, missing heads, and blood drained out, or um, you know, blood found in cups in you know, oh. containers. Um, God damn, that's fucking Yeah, there's, there was some Awful. pretty fucking crazy stuff, and this was all done in the name of uh, Satanic Ritual. Um, but these two prostitutes were killed. Um, I have the name Karen Marsden here. I'm not sure why I have that. I'd have to look at it again. Um, I believe she was a witness in the prostitution ring, the Fall River Prostitution well, Ring. I, I mean... Most of what I remember about the story is basically like this guy claimed it was satanic ritual just so we could brainwash these women into doing the things he wanted them to do. But ultimately, he, he had really killed these women uh, because they were witnesses, for the most part, to crimes he had committed. Um, he was trying to gain control over the group of women that he was, you know, running. So, uh, that's part of the story, but the 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 witnesses who actually talk about the fact that they, like, you know, this guy drank blood as part of, like, satanic ritual. Yeah, but, I mean, he was um, he was just a psychopath or a sociopath, and so, he like, he didn't feel empathy, so he drank blood so, because he was trying to had, control them. I mean, they, like, actually performed ritual. Like, this was not, like, they... He, well, like, yeah, no, 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 I'm not saying They all testified they, that he was actually performing, like, what they would say was a satanic ritual yeah, in the name of... Yeah, and I'm not example. saying that they don't believe that that's what his motivation was, but uh, I've... In what I've encountered in the case, which isn't a ton, but a little bit of what I encountered in the case is this is really just a, a, a more of a case of him trying to control these women into doing the things he wanted them to do, and he kind of got off on being a fucking widow and drinking blood. Maybe, yeah. I mean, it doesn't explain the animal sacrifices in the woods then. I it mean, does, because a lot of serial killers start out with animals first, and then they move on to human beings. Yeah, I mean... I mean, even Jeffrey Dahmer, who is probably one of the most docile serial killers, he started out with animals. Yeah, again, so but they're they're draining the blood of animals in the woods for the purpose of completing a satanic ritual and a sacrifice. That's the the issue that we run into. Well, that's what Alan the story's saying, about, but what I'm trying to say is that he was not doing that because he was trying to summon Satan. 
he was doing that because it fucking turned him on and to get him I mean I'm sorry to get other people to to participate in his weird fucking fantasy he had to make up what I'm going to tell you right up. now I don't know enough about the motive behind what Yeah he... no 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 I, and I'm not trying to shit on your research I'm just trying to say like there's been precedence of of this happening there was a, there was another serial killer who did something very similar that's the whole reason I bring the whole thing up is because uh, this serial killer I forget his name is often compared to another that's all yeah, no, I mean, all I know is that Carl Drew, um, in in regards to this Alan Alves, who was the detective or the lieutenant uh, in charge of this specific situation in conjunction with Paul Kelly and um, another detective in Fall River, um, I mean, it, he specifically talks about how um, this group was out in this bunker performing satanic rituals and doing, you know, he alludes to child molestation, which... I, they don't talk about obviously which could be pretty fucked up um you know but again he's hanging out with a 17 year old i'm sure she wasn't 17 the whole time they were all hanging out um in robin murphy um what really gets fucked up is these people who people who are I'm sorry how old was he at that time 24 um okay that's gross yeah so there are people here who um out of tribute, go and they start sacrificing animals and performing their own rituals, and they're dressed in the black robes, and they are trying to... Those assholes who watched the craft once and then thought they were Wiccan. Yeah, I mean, the the problem is, is people, people hear about the Bridgewater Triangle, they hear about the Freetown Lakeville State Forest, and the, the ghosts, and the hauntings, and the Indian burial grounds, and the... And the way that the Native Americans were treated in King Philip's War, and this has a negative energy, so they're drawn to it to do these rituals. And um, one of the fucked up stories about this is there was a massive cattle slaughter. Uh, What? A massive cattle slaughter. The dead carcasses... I mean, they're not their bodies because they hadn't really been cut up. They had the blood drained out of them and were brought to the forest and dumped. Oh, that's a different <clears throat> time out though. Time out. So you're saying that a, a ton of cattle was slaughtered, like a lot, very, a, a very large group of cattle yes, were slaughtered. Give me an idea. Oh, do we need a dump truck? Do we need a pickup truck? You need a dump truck. Okay, twenty. So Ultimately, more than more yeah, than like wow. yeah. So uh, uh, I don't care. I don't need the exact number. I'm just kind of curious. I'm trying to figure this out. Is it possible that all these cows were sick and the fucking farmers just cut them open and then drove them to the goddamn uh, swamp and dumped them? Um, it's possible, uh, but I d- doubtful. Uh, the, oh, the reason I have Karen Marsden down here, she was a witness, a prime witness in the case. Um, she disappeared. Six months after she disappeared, um, they actually found her skull in a bed of cat and other animal bones. Um... Carl Drew was convicted of first-degree murder of Karen Marsden. Um, but, again, it was the like the Church of Satan is what Alan Alves talks about um, in the Temple of Set. Um, but, again, there's rocks, again, in the form of pent- pentagrams found in the, the, the forest. Um, I am trying just to find real quick. Oh, uh, that's another thing. There's... there's Graves were robbed in the 1980s in that area. Um, 
part of the occult. These kids were trying to join a satanic cult. They broke into a mausoleum, stole a skull from a female okay. in the mausoleum, and actually, in order to join the cult, we're going to have to drink blood out of the skull. Um, you know what's interesting about that is, is um, in the the Nazis, they also had a similar ritual. We had to drink blood out of a skull. Hans von Luck, which, who was a tank commander uh, on the Eastern Front in World War II, he actually had to uh, drink blood out of a skull as well. That's... And that's actually... Um, yeah, it's pretty fucked up. And so the original, the original, so the kids originally, these three juveniles who broke into the mausoleum to join the satanic cult, originally they said, yeah, this was for the satanic cult, and then their story changed afterwards um, to be that they were just doing a, a childhood prank or something, which is kind of weird. Um, so, like I said, they had the uh, the underground bunker. The underground bunker, which is really kind of uncomfortable, um, it was covered with a blue tarp uh, at the time, and there was stuff in it that you wouldn't naturally find in the forest. So um, as you go in there, there was actually a tiny, tiny chair with a bunch of doll clothing and kids. No, that's yeah, fucking creepy um, as shit. Oh, I don't like that. Dolls? <laughs> Fuck that. Yikes. Last and, uh, episode, we talked about old ladies and children terrifying me. Dolls are number three. Close number three. And then so in the, uh, in, in the hut they found, um, there was animal carcasses, um, but there was actually, it seemed like somebody was actually living in the, the hut. Um, anyway, uh, the whole point of that was to kind of point out that there was some creepy, Fucked uncomfortable shit going, shit going on in there that Alan Elves specifically saw and made him really, really uncomfortable. Um, I'm really uncomfortable. I am too, but that's only because I have to pee really bad. So, uh, the mutilated cow... <laughs> found in the state forest. They have no idea how it got there. There, there was, again, the absence of blood. Um, you can see from the, the footage that the police had, I mean, those are all carcasses. I'm actually showing you guys right now. Um, like, that's... that's oh, Yeah, that's, those are all carcasses. Damn. Like So there's several of them. Several... Sorry, that was I was away from the mic. Several carcasses found um, just mutilated cows. And, uh, again, absence of blood in the area. Um in what is Some really, really fucked up right about there. that, um, is is that uh, you um, there's no reports of cows gone missing, and you don't know where they fucking okay, came so from. Okay, so voice the reason for just a. And I'm not even. I'm not trying to shit on your ice cream here, but let's let's talk farmers. Again, if you there's a lot you, of farmers in the area, right? I wouldn't say a lot, but yeah, there's farmers There's in the a area. good amount of farmers yep. in the area. There's certainly more cows there than there are in the city of Boston. So we've got cows in Bridgewater. Maybe these cows got some kind of illness, and then the farmer slaughtered them, so they didn't get the other cows sick. They needed a place to dump these fucking cows. The Bridgewater Triangle is a remote area that not a lot of people go to. They dumped the fucking cows there and thought it was all done, and then people stumbled across them. Why would they drain their blood, though? It, so you say drain their blood, but the truth is that could be... There was just an absence of blood is what he said. An oh. absence of blood. So maybe they slaughtered the cows so they found them back at the farm right. and then dumped them in, in the Bridgewater Triangle. Because that's what you do anyway when you slaughter a cow, right? Yeah, you, you, you hang it up by its right. by its ankles. You drain its blood into a drain like you normally would if right. you're going to butcher it. He probably fucking cut it up, threw all the pots in the back of his fucking big-ass truck, and then dumped it in the goddamn Bridgewater Triangle because no one's going to go there other than college students looking for a good time. So another murder that happened... To fuck the, a cow. A dead one, probably. <laughs> um, another murder that happened in the forest, and this is the last one we'll talk about just because it was kind of 
fucked up. Well, the murders make sense in this forest because it's a really remote area. Mary Lou Aruda. And you guys want to go here. No, we want to go and ha- fucking hang out. I want to uh, uh, smell have stuff. Have fun. It was November 11th, 1978. Some hikers were out in the woods. They found a body tied to a tree. It was headless. Um, it belonged, eventually they found out, to Mary Lou Aruda, who had been kidnapped, gone missing. Um, she uh, was 15 years old at the time. Um and this kind of gets graphic, but uh, when she was alive, she was tied to the tree in a standing position. Um, and then oh, God, that's awful. I'm out. Yeah, I'm out. Was cut off. That's terrible. Um, let's, let's do it. Let's do um. Let's so do, anyway, they, they found, they, they actually were able to attribute that murder um, to James Cater. He's 32 years old. Um, God damn. And they, and, but so again, Alan Alves actually had to testify to that. Um, in 2001, there were two men found dead in the forest, uh, shot dead, um, and it actually was was near um, a Native American uh, like reservation area. Um, Native American reservation of, area or the Native American burial ground area? No, it was like a reservation okay. um, on the side of the road. Uh, in the, in the Pigeon Hill area, I believe is what he the said. The only reason I mentioned is in the in the last show. Uh, in the last show blog, I talk a little bit about Native American burial ground and how I think it's kind of a fucked up term. Nobody ever like thinks of an American burial, bur- you know, not American, but like a you know a modern burial ground, and they're like, oh my god, that place is haunted. Yeah, it's so, cursed. So yeah, so the Freetown Lakeville Forest is a the, the it's a creepy area, the lower right corner of the or point of the triangle, and it was. Pretty fucked up. It's a creepy area. Really what it comes yeah. down to. So we we just need to figure out where to go when we want to do our live stream episode and not live stream, but you know where we want to film our our shenanigans. Yeah, I mean, there was also a girl that died in the Hockamock Swamp. She was going for a canoe ride. Um, she was found by that solitude rock that happened in the nineteen nineteen hundreds. Okay, cool. Um, well, well, let me know what night you go, and that's the night I'll be on my couch relaxing. We're going to do the exact same thing they did to B.A. Baracus and fucking A-Team. I'm going to give you some milk with some tranquilizers in it. You're going to wake up. You're going to be tied down in your pleather pants in my car at the fucking Hockamock Swamp. Lauren Coleman. Look. He's a uh, neckbeard. He's the one who opened that crypto, uh, cryptozoology he does have a museum. Yeah. So, and then I'm uh, just going to find the, It's going to be a field trip. We're going to go, and you're going to love it. We'll bring some alcohol. We'll have a designated driver. I'll call the nine-year-old. Gave that we had do the uh, original segment of the show. <laughs> I'm just saying, she's if, tall enough. She if can some drive. of these neck beards can do it. I don't see why we we're doing it. We're doing to. it, but we're gonna find an adult who can drive us out there so we can continue drinking while we while we hang out and be scared of the swamp. If anyone who's listening to this right now, let's do this. That's if, he looks like a Manasante. If anyone listening right now lives in Massachusetts and is willing to drive us out to the swamp. And let us get drunk in the back of your car. We will get you a Citizen's Guide to the Supernormal he, T-shirt. He was wearing camo. All right, let's let's oh, let's wrap it up. Yeah, let's. Uh, right, let's I'm end done. It. We've been I, going on. Forever. There was a lot. I know there, that one. No, was but a, it's a good story. It's that an one was tough story. to unpack because it was, it was fun. Like death and destruction. until we got to the terrible, horrible parts, it was fun. So this is a this is a three parter, right? No, no, no. This no. is the end. This no, is the yeah, end of the story. Right. I, I right. tried to squeeze. So it we got all UFOs. We got we got uh, right, supernatural. Right. We got satanic rituals. We got yetis. We got puckwudgies. Big oh, feats. We got puckwudgies. Puckwudgies, puckwudgies, puckwudgies crossing. Like you fucking read about. Puckwudgie crossing. 
I want that shirt, a Puckwudgie Crossing shirt. I want it on a mug. Let's talk to, <laughs> let's talk to faculties and see what happens. All right, so um, thank you for listening to Citizens Guide to the Supernormal. If you are willing to drive us out to the Bridgewater Triangle, yeah, this is not the end of the Bridgewater Triangle discussion. No, it's we have to the go episode, there. We live in Massachusetts. So if you're willing to go to the Bridgewater Triangle, shoot us an email at citizensguidepodcast at gmail.com. Or reach out on Twitter. Or reach out on Twitter. Send me a DM. Most of you goddamn follow me, I'm sure. And if you don't... Slide into those DMs. If you follow me and I don't follow you, at me and I'll fucking follow you. Just say, hey, I listen to the show. At Follow me back, you son of a bitch, and I'll do it. Um, but if you're willing to drive us to the Bridgewater Triangle, we will reward you with comedy while we get shit-faced because we don't want to drive drunk. <laughs> and you better be sober, you asshole. All right, so thank you again for listening to the show. Have a great night, and uh, I hope you enjoyed the new segment that we came up with with my nine-year-old daughter. Um, she really wants to keep going, so give us some feedback. Let us know if it's worth your time or if I should tell her to... If I should tell Maida to turn off the mixer while she's talking to the microphone. All right. Have a good night, and uh, thank you for listening. It's never Yetis. It's always Yetis. Never Yetis. It's sometimes Yetis. Always. Sometimes Yetis.